Before we get started this week, I want to tell you guys about the Fort Worth Food Stories website. Head over to fwfoodstories.com, that's fwfoodstories.com, to listen to all of our podcasts. You can also check out our store. We've got t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, and a lot more with our logo on it. Also, while you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with all of our latest posts and any additional information that we might have about our podcast or special deals from our sponsors. As I see different food truck concepts, and um, as a as a culinarian, you always want to think like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." But what would I do? Well, so is the pork mac and cheese, which is my favorite, because <laughs> the mac and cheese is inside the barbecue pork sausage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go into a spot, and then no one decides to visit that location, or if it's too muddy. I mean, people just get scared of coming out. I mean, so for, at least that's one of our challenges that we, we've, we've had a few cancellations recently because of weather. You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Cringe. I'm joined today by Chad Pactagon and Samuel Chi from Just Encased Food Truck. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Excited. Yeah, this is great. And uh, it's uh, like I was just telling you guys, um, you know, anytime I bring up Just In Case, everyone's, oh, that's the best sausage. That's the best sausage. So this is <laughs> fun. Great to hear. Yeah, it was a cool interview. Uh, so let's start off with a simple one. Why sausage? All right, white sausage. Um, it's and, just... and sorry, this, this is Chad speaking right now. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'll I'll introduce Samuel okay. when when he speaks as well, just to help people out uh, <laughs> with the podcast. I just realized we got two guests. Yeah. Might be tricky to uh, to figure that out. So Chad, why sausage? You know, it, it's just been one of those things in the back of my mind. Um, I want to say for the last maybe 10, 12 years that. As I see different food truck concepts, and um, as a as a culinarian, you always want to think like, "Oh, that's pretty cool," but what would I do? Um, and and just kind of looking at different things to make yourself unique and and make yourself stand out. Um, it was just something that I, I wasn't seeing. You know, we uh, we do something a, a little bit different than other food trucks that serve sausage. Number one, we make it ourselves. Uh, and number two, we, we really focus on something that you can't find anywhere else. So that's, that's kind of what, how that played into it. Um, but kind of part of the background of that is uh, I had been teaching culinary arts for, at the time we came up with this, I, I think it was about, um, we're going on eight years. Yeah. And um, one of the classes that I taught was garmage, which had to do a lot with uh, curing meats and, and uh, fabricating meats and uh, making sausage. And that was, that was one of the topics that I always enjoyed teaching. And uh, in a way where the students got involved and everyone kind of had fun with it. So I just, you know, it, it was always something in the back of my mind that, hey, no one's doing this. This is pretty cool. And uh, not a lot of people can. So you had this deep culinary background before you got started. Samuel, you didn't really have the culinary background. You had more of the business background. Yeah. Uh, so how did you get involved with this? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, this goes to the history of Just In Case, I guess, is that Chad and Rosie, they ended up coming out down to, to Dallas to, talk, to just visit us. 
And um, then we started seeing this like whole food scene starting to pick up. Dallas Farmer's Market was starting to change to involve more local versus um, store-bought or, or distributors. And then once they came down, after that, I think we were teasing the fact of having a food truck, or e- actually even before that a little bit, talking about a food truck or uh, some type of concept to do in Chicago originally. And then, oh yes, and then when they did come down, we decided, you know what, this is the place to start. The, the foodie scene starting to pick up. Uh, we were here in Dallas already, and so some family was down here. And so when we um, decided to actually pick up the concept, we te- we wanted to test it at the Dallas Farmer's Market and then picked it up from there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the brief history, I guess, of how, how it became about. It started as a little tease and a little um, just playing around, like if if we could have what we wanted, what would it be? And then it ended up landing here in Dallas. Chad, for you, that you were not only starting this new business, but you were having to move. Um, were you, how, you know, was there a lot of concern there that this might fail and you've, you're now stuck here in Dallas? Well, it, was, uh, it started out as an idea. Um, and uh, the fun part about all of that was you know, like, kind of like what Sam said, what, what could we do? If it, whatever we wanted to do. And um, it, what we did was we, we started out little by little. Uh, it went from an idea to testing it out with uh, some of our closest friends to see what they thought, and um, eventually evolving into, uh, next thing you know, we were at the farmer's market. And um, really, we we were very settled in Chicago. Uh, my wife, uh, also in the hospitality industry, uh, had her career going. I was, I, I was a tenured instructor, so it wasn't something that, you know, you, you could just pick up and go. Uh, but part of the the beauty of the concept was that at the farmer's market, we were able to test things out. Um, so there was a little bit of sacrifice there for about uh, seven, eight months where I was leaving work flying Friday afternoon, yeah. f- getting on the plane, <laughs> flying into Dallas, like uh, doing, doing the weekend, yeah. <laughs> flying out Monday morning, going straight to work, you know, but but it was it was just a lot of fun. And uh, eventually, you know, the conversations kept going and, and we could see that this was something that could be viable and uh, we wanted to continue our growth. And the only way to do that was to really uh, pick up and, and come down here. That's crazy. That's, uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said, everyone you talk to, you can tell that passion in the food. And yeah. if you're flying in every weekend just to do the, the booth in the farmer's market, clearly mm-hmm. the passion's there. Yeah, no, it wasn't work at all. It was, you know, you, something you look forward to at the end of the week, uh, <laughs> kind of like the weekend. Yeah. That, that's what our weekend was. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so when did you transition from a booth to a food truck? February, that, February yeah. of this year. Um, it was it was uh, kind of a, a longer process. We we decided to uh, pursue the food truck uh, in October. October last. And uh, you know you kind of have to look around and and see what your best options were. Um, we had selected um, a company to do it for us, uh, but there were there were a lot of things that kind of uh, slowed it slowed the process down. Um, and uh, we we didn't get the truck until I want to say uh, January early January was when it got permitted. Yeah, 
And um, that was a fun ride too. Very, very oh educational gosh. process. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people say, hey, I want a food truck business. Yeah. And uh, you think it's it's kind of that easy. You it's know, not kinda... like the chef movie no. <laughs> where you can just drive around, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, no, no John Favreau. No, yeah. no, your food truck. no you, need, you need some deep pockets there. Yeah. A lot of disposable income. And, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's great. And what was that like for you, Samuel, on, on that business side of things and, uh, you know, getting this off the ground? You know, <laughs> oh tell me gosh. about some of those difficulties. I, you know, it was it's a lot of permitting and you have to figure out everyone's rules and regulations here. You know, we tried to focus on being available to the entire Metroplex. So each city, each county had something a little bit different. Uh, so you had to figure figure all of that stuff out. But but once you got going. Uh, usually, the, most of that stuff overlapped. It's just actually going through the, their their individual process. But the actual truck itself might be able to to get permitted as is from a previous permit, just going through their process. Um, so just trying to figure out the different cities, and even now uh, we're trying to get to into different cities that people read our Yelp reviews or Facebook reviews, and they want us there. And it's in a month, but you can't get permitted in a month. So that's some of the difficulties that we're we're facing now as as we're gaining popularity as well. So it I didn't realize that it worked like that kind of city to city. It, it's yeah. not you don't get a Texas permit. No, that you know that would <laughs> be nice. Yeah. That, would, that would be nice. Now, unfortunately, not. <laughs> uh, so Chad, this question is for you. Um, I read an interview that you did with Fab Food Chicago in 2016, <laughs> uh, and you mentioned in that that five years down the road, so 2016, you're looking to 2021. You're hoping to own a food truck. Um, which is pretty cool. So, congrats on. Wow, I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, congrats yeah. on, on succeeding on that. But also, uh, this wasn't a fallback option. So, what made you want to own that food truck instead of a brick and mortar? And do you plan to ever own a brick and mortar in the future? Well, you know, first of all, thank you for the, the congratulations. Um, Throughout my culinary career, uh, I've been uh, very lucky to be in positions uh, mostly as sous chef uh, and and seeing the management of not only the staff, but of the business end of things. And um, I, I remember uh, for about uh, the first 10 years of my career, I, I, I just had it made up in my mind. And I said, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to have my own business. Um, kind of the way I'd play it off was, well, I'd rather, I'd rather just spend other people's money, <laughs> you know, and, uh, be, just because I, I knew I could see everything that had to go into it, uh, both financially, uh, you know, your, your resources as well as, as your time, time away from family, so on and so forth, uh, which, which kind of steered me towards a path of education, uh, where you could have a better balance of that. Uh, but once the the food truck scene started to kind of evolve everywhere you know we we had them in chicago it was it was very limited um actually the 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 laws over there are a lot more restrictive than than they are down here uh it just presented itself as hey you know if you had a good idea and you knew how to manage the business uh side of things uh, you knew how to control your costs it could be uh, a good business uh, to have, and not so much, you know, doesn't come with a lot of the overhead that having a brick and mortar um, really does. But kind of going in hindsight, 
you know, I, I look, I kind of think about what I said then and nothing's changed. You know, I, I, I still, I'm, I'm very happy to be, uh, in a food truck business. Um, but I think just saying that was kind of like, uh, you know, oh, that's something I'd like to do, you know, kind of like a lot of people do when, when they, they sit down and say, you know, what would I want? Well, I want a food truck. Um, but you know, the, the journey was fun and it's still going, uh, not quite as easy as, as any of us thought it would be, but, uh, very rewarding. Yeah. yeah. And aside from the permits, what are some of the challenges that you face just logistically having a kitchen inside of a truck? Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Uh, this might go on. For yeah. <laughs> I would say weather for, from something from a sales perspective is that weather could affect you a lot uh, for being mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could go into a spot and then no one decides to visit that location. Or if it's too muddy. I mean, people just get scared of coming out. I mean, so for, at least that's one of our challenges that we, we've, we've had a few cancellations recently because of weather. You know, the, I think one of the things that pop out in my head and I would, you know, it's, it would be my first reply to anyone that asks me that question is it's going from uh, being a chef and, and just kind of, you know, as a chef, you, you're, the, you're the person everyone goes to in the kitchen and for answers and, and whatnot. And it, it just goes beyond that. You know, you're not only a chef, uh, you have to be a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, well, you have to cover. Think about that. Yeah, you got to <laughs> yeah. cover all, all the challenges the, aside from just getting the food right, getting it, you know, on, on yeah. time, making sure it tastes good, um, getting the customer service down. Now it, it just opens the door to all these other uh, challenges that present itself along the way. And you don't really know that going into it. It's just one of those things that happens, you yeah. know. Uh, hey, we, we had a flat tire one day uh, going to one of our sites. And thankfully enough, it happened uh, At the like site. two or three blocks away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and as, as I'm, I'm pulling up and Sam's getting out of his car, and, you know, I said, hey, what's that noise? And he looks over and he's like, oh, we have a flat tire. <laughs> You know, you got a flat tire in a car. All right, let me call roadside service. Doesn't quite work out that way in a food no, truck. Yeah, <laughs> you need a commercial guy that so, has that yeah. specific tire. So it is a lot harder. It's you know, not AAA. Yeah, yeah <laughs> seriously. Yeah, you don't think about that. Yeah, kind of stuff, so. yeah. I, I definitely, you know, never would have thought about. I would have just thought, you know, it's your truck, and then it, you know, it's just like having a car. So oh, anytime yeah. you right. need to tune up, but that's crazy. Yeah, yeah that's that's crazy. Um, when you're hiring people. What do you look for in an employee for, for a food truck that might be different <laughs> from a restaurant? Yeah, that's, a, that's a very good question. Um, the, the, one of the things, the qualities that we look for in someone is not just that they, you know, they will be passionate about cooking the food. Uh, but in the food truck, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at the cold line or the hot line and you turn right around and you're staring at the customer. Uh, so it's someone that can also kind of compose themselves in front of the guest, uh, you know, offer that customer service mm-hmm. at the same time. So it's, it's going to have a, a good mix of both front of the house and back of the house qualities, which is, you know, a lot of people, uh, they, they view themselves either as one or the other. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those uh, unique situations where you, you have to engage the guest. You have to be able to smile and, right. and talk to them and, and, you know, provide them with the service and not just cook the food. Samuel, yes. do, you, do you help at all in the kitchen or do you just leave that to Chad? You know what? Uh, most recently, it's been Chad. <laughs> uh, so I still work full time uh, for now and then have a newborn as well. So 
so Chad's been picking up all that slack there. Uh, but when we first started, we were doing the midnight sausage making for the for the day day after. Um, so so I have the experience, but I haven't uh, done it in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Chad, I, I'm. Uh, I want to ask you about, uh, you were a teacher with the Culinary School of Fort Worth, mm -hmm. um, and also uh, you had mentioned uh, Triton, right? In, Triton in, College. In uh, yeah. Chicago. Um, do you still feel like you take on that mentorship role when you have um, a new employee come that, that might be young and, and you try to mold them? Uh, Ab absolutely. Um, and actually, a lot of that uh, started in the industry way before I started teaching and uh, kind of cemented the, the path that I took uh, down education was I... I really love the development side of things. You know, a lot of cooks that come into the kitchen that are, are we call them green. You know, they've never picked a knife up before. They've never they've never uh, plated uh, ten dishes of the same yeah. same plate before. And uh, you you invest some of your time into them, uh, and you know, and it's it's something that that you can measure within, let's say, three months. You look at that same individual and say, wow. Look, when you walked into the door, you couldn't even cut a julienne. Mm -hmm. And then here you are, you know, doing 50 pounds of julienne carrots and, and onions and, and so on and so forth. So I, I believe that's, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful feeling, not just for that individual, but also for me. Uh, as, as a manager in the industry, going into as a, uh, an educator, as a chef instructor, you can look at certain individuals, and even when they finish school, you know you track uh, their performance in the industry, and and you get that call or email two or three years down the road and say, "Hey, chef, uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm now sous chef, I'm now lead cook, I'm now executive chef," and you know it's a great feeling to be to have been a part of their their step, part of their progress. Um, we see it. I, I mean, I see it firsthand. I see the the people we take on and uh, and see how Chad manages them, and they're they're also also grateful, and and we you could see you could see him educating while managing a business, while being the back of house chef, make, making that all of that happen all you know, all in one like look into the food truck or in the booth when we do festivals. Yeah, all of yeah. our cooks uh, right now are from the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, you know I mean it's it's they have a great foundation. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, they, they know when they start that all we're looking for is, hey, all yeah. you got to do is say, yes, chef. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, and we've hired a lot of our externs that we've, that we, uh, that we've worked with through the Culinary School of Fort Worth to actual employees. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a great compliment. I obviously, yeah. I work for the school. And so it's a great yeah. compliment for the school. Um, but I think it's, it's great for you guys as well because – what, one of the things that we always like to harp on at the school, even if uh, students don't come uh, to our school, is is we want students that are going to be prepared to you know show excellence in the culinary community. And I think you're doing a great job, and, and Samuel, you're doing a great job of uh, preparing those students for excellence and and being a good example of, of what a chef should be uh, in the community. So that's that's really awesome, guys. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to ask you a little bit about the sausage. Um, <laughs> not, yeah, yeah. Finally, we yeah. get to it. <laughs> uh, but, Chad, you had mentioned before that your sausage is different from the competition. Uh, it's all natural. Uh, tell me about your GoTexan uh, certification that you have. Yeah, well, the GoTexan certification is something we, we received or we pursued um, since, you know, in the in the very beginning, when we started at the farmers market, um, it was clear that the direction that the Dallas farmers market was heading into was 
they wanted everything to be uh, local, locally made, locally grown, locally produced. Uh, but we we took it a step further and we said, well, you know, if we're going to be a sausage company and we're going to be serving these sausages to the customers within the farmer's market, we want to be able to showcase the market. And we were in a very good position because as, as uh, a sausage company, we had ranchers that were in the market mm-hmm. and uh, we could source our chicken, our pork, our beef from specific ranchers that were within that market. So kind of one of Sam's uh, phrases was, we make a farmer's market product out of farmer's market product. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, So that's, that was kind of the, the, the root of, of what we were doing. But the, with the GoTexan certification, um, it's, it's something that uh, you know, we make here. Um, it's mm-hmm. not something, you know, it, it's not store-bought. It's not store-bought. We don't source it from out of state. Um, it's, it's something where we grind our own meat, we stuff our own links, um, and we, we cook and serve it here. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of what it's all about. So you can't buy it frozen <laughs> in a store. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. It, and it makes it unique, right? I mean, right. people can only get it from the one spot. Right. Uh, so it, it makes it almost more desirable. Um, you don't just make typical sausage, uh, which you had alluded to as well. Um, but you have all different menu items. You've got a chicken fried chicken sausage, which yeah. sounds awesome. Uh, you have a mac and cheese sausage. Uh, so first of yeah. all, what's your favorite uh, between the two of you? And then, uh, and, and how do you come up with the different ideas? Oh, this is kind yeah. of a rivalry here. Yeah. <laughs> um, chicken fried chicken sausage is, is my go-to. It's yeah. my favorite. Um, it's, it's what we call out to our guests, and, you know, it's what turns heads. It's a head turner. Yeah. <laughs> well, so is the pork mac and cheese, which is my favorite, because the mac and cheese is inside the barbecue pork sausage. <laughs> See, so that, like, that sounds pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the, so the way, the way a lot of these different flavors came up, uh, again, uh, number one is uh, we wanted to be unique. Um, we, want, we want sausages that people can't get anywhere else. We want sausages that people have never seen before, mm-hmm. uh, have never even thought of, uh, you know, just conceptualizing. Uh. So the, the concept behind our company is a meal in every bite, uh, which is why when you see the chicken fried chicken sausage, it's, it's got, you know, it's carb heaven. You got uh, <laughs> mashed potatoes on top. You got gravy just, just flowing uh, through the, over the sides, over the top. So it's, it's kind of that... Uh, you know, I, I in the in the very early stages, it was part of the conceptualization process was looking at dishes that I love to eat, that people love to eat, uh, comfort food, mm-hmm. and you know, I, one day I think I looked at a plate of uh, fried chicken and I saw the side of mashed and gravy and I said, "Oh, I could do this in a sausage. <laughs> How do we put all of that together?" Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we rolled out with the chicken fried chicken sausage and our umami sausage were our first two flavors. Um, and then one day, you know, we were, we were all talking and said, hey, uh, what's going to be our next flavor? We got to come yeah. up with something new. <laughs> and uh, Sam over here is very passionate about mac and cheese. Who doesn't love mac <laughs> and cheese? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> so he kind of threw it out as a joke at first. Yeah. And I, I thought, you know, I, I kept thinking about it a little bit more. And I said, all right, I think we can do something with this. So it's, that, that's kind of been the fun part. Yeah. Of it is uh, coming up with with new flavors, um, you know. Again, with a twist that a lot of people don't see in sausage form, mm-hmm. and uh, being able to execute that from the culinary end and um, doing it in high volume too. Yeah, 
And how honest are you able to be with each other? Like Samuel, if, if there's a sausage that you think just doesn't work, <laughs> will you will you tell Chad? You know, it, we, it's been discussed. Uh, we that's why we have our tastings. Um, we talk about we talk about how it lo- even looks, not even mm-hmm. re- even before we taste it or even after. We're like, yeah, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't look appetizing. We have to make it more appetizing. And some and he knows some of the flavors I just don't like, but. <laughs> But I defer to to the group because you know I'm just one person, and we want to make sure it's it's a sausage that most people like. But but I, we bring it up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how many people are in that group? Oh my gosh. Well, initially it's it's uh, our spouses, mm-hmm. uh, so our two wives. Uh, we also have uh, I want to say between six to eight people. Yeah. That uh, are part of the tastings. Yeah. Uh, whenever anyone's available. Right. And uh, you know they, these these lucky people have actually <laughs> seen uh, a lot of flavors that that the that public have never. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. not to say that they're bad. It just uh, it just so happens that one outshine the others. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. Well, if if someone ever gets sick, you want to tap in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's some reviews online uh, on your, and on your website that it's people that say you know they don't like sausage, but they love your sausage. Yeah. Yes. What does right. that kind of compliment mean to you? Oh, we love those. People. Yeah. Uh, because that usually that that starts out as a as a rejection. You know, uh, they look at the 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 product and they say, "Oh, I don't I don't yeah. eat sausage." Well, you know, th- then we start the conversation. Well, why? Yeah. Why is that? Oh, you know, it's got lips and ears and, <laughs> yeah. and cheeks and and toenails and, <laughs> and whatnot. And 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 we, you know, we're able to talk more about what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, I. We get all of our meat whole muscle. We cut it down ourselves and we grind it. Um, a lot of our sausages aren't emulsified. Uh, we don't add any industrial additives or binders or mm-hmm. extenders or fillers. You know, right. so it's uh, it, it's kind of an educational piece to it too that you can have sausage, mm-hmm. um, and it's it may not be exactly what you you know you're used to. Um, a lot of people walk up to the truck and ask for a hot dog. Um, and you know, it's, it's we don't one of do those that. We, we don't, don't do hot, don't dogs. hot dogs. Uh, just because we we make everything ourselves, and a lot of yeah. a lot of the sausages you bite into, and you can see all the ingredients inside. Mm-hmm. So you know, those those are the individuals that yeah. um, you know they they kind of had the uh, something kind of preconception mm-hmm. in their mind of of what our product is, and you know, we were able to talk to them yeah. and. And kind of uh, engage them and say, you know, you might want to give this a try. It may not be something that that you've ever seen before. Right. And uh, you know, those reviews are, are definitely yeah. those individuals that that have a change of heart right. about sausage. And it helps that it's chicken fried chicken sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why don't you want to give that a shot? <laughs> um, so be honest here. Uh-huh. Are you guys sick of sausage? Oh no. No, not no. at all. Yeah. I, I had I had one this weekend when we were doing the Oktoberfest at South Lake. Yeah, and, that, that's. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just it just never entered my mind because yeah. when when we make sausages, you know, obviously you got to taste it, got to taste each batch, and uh, I don't know. I'm still excited every time we crank out, you know, a batch of sausage and and we're we're hitting the the flavor profile that right. that we want and. Uh, it's kind of you know you're excited about the guests that are are going to get that, so it doesn't really. I'm not sausaged out. No, and, and you, there's always a menu. You could always mix it up, so you never you never get tired of sausage because you get the variety. 
And I think that speaks to the product as yeah. well, right? If, if you were making an inferior product, you might get sick of it. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, superior product, menu's always changing. You're right. Uh, I'm glad to hear you, you guys don't get sick of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's start to wrap this up. We're, uh, we're coming up on time here. Um, but what advice would you give? And we talked about your mentorship uh, earlier. What advice would you give to someone that's trying to get into the culinary industry? Oh, culinary industry overall. Um, I, I would really say what what part of my success has been uh, number one. Uh, you always want to seek out mentorship. You know that's that's very important. I wouldn't be in this position right now where uh, we're running our own business uh, if my mentors that I had in my career and in my life had said, you know what, uh, no, don't do it. Or you may not want to do it. Um, you know, when I presented this to them, it was green light all around, and they said that's that's a wonderful idea. And it's it's kind of something I, I, I sought out every single step uh, within my career. Um, you you definitely you can't do this alone. You know, you need you need that guidance, you need that direction. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm very thankful for the mentors that I have. A former chef of mine, um, also another one, is a, a very close family member. And they're, they're the ones that I go to uh, for brutal honesty. You know, uh, I think humility goes a long way uh, in this industry. Uh, a lot of chefs nowadays, uh, even though, you know, they're, they're looking for, uh, they want the best cook out there. They want the best, uh, the top performer out of the class. Uh, you still can't walk around and have this expectation in your mind that doors are just going to open for you and the red carpet rolls out. You know, you still have to put a lot of a lot of work in. You have to learn how to work with other people. Uh, so it's it's just one of those things that you know you you have to be able to be in any situation. And uh, one of the best ways to adapt to that is is just to be humble. You know, respect others around you in the kitchen, especially those that have more experience than you. And you you realize you can learn a lot uh, from those individuals. And what about just opening up a small business uh, in in general? You know, I I think uh, one thing is find a find a great partner to that kind of balances you. You know, I'm more on the business admin side. Ched's on the more on the operational side. So you need that partnership there that that you could work on your strengths. Otherwise, um, and so then you trust each other doing what you're you're great at, and then you could focus on that. And then when you bring two different parts of the business at your highest level, then that business will be at its highest level. Um, and then as a small business owner, you know, just making sure it's your passion too, like sausages are a passion, making sure that you're, you're doing a small business because you believe in it, not just cause you think you'll make money or think that, um, you'll just get out of the corporate grind or something like that. Just follow your passion, find a great partner, uh, to, to, to help you with that passion. Then you'll be able to heighten your, your small business. Well, thank you guys both for uh, those words of advice, and yeah. congratulations again on the success. Thank I mean, you. thank you. This is something that's relatively young, and uh, you've already got your food truck this year, and yeah, uh, so that's exciting. Um, where can people find uh, the food truck, and, and how can they track where you're going to be? Yeah. Well, craft sausages go great with craft beer. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we hit up a lot of the breweries, uh, <laughs> Fort Worth. Uh, you know, we'll be at Shannon Brewery tonight, um, five to eight. Uh, Thursdays for the running club 
We do mm-hmm. uh, Cidercade in Dallas a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do Hop Fusion. We were at Panther Island recently. So yeah. really, it's uh, the best bet is to go on Instagram, uh, just in case food truck, and uh, our our schedule is always posted yeah. there. Mm-hmm. All Get right, schedule there. Cool. Well, I'm definitely going to be looking at that because I need to come try the sausage now. <laughs> we'll see you tonight. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I, I really appreciate the time. Thank Thanks you for so having much. us. That interview with the guys from Just In Case was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Located on Camp Bowie Boulevard, the Culinary School of Fort Worth is helping future chefs pursue their dreams every single day. You can reach out for more information or to schedule a tour on their website at csftw.edu. That's csftw.edu. Or you can reach them by phone at 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427. Also, you can check them out on social media to see what's going on daily at the school at Culinary School of Fort Worth on Facebook and Culinary School FTW on Instagram.